Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Today is Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, and we are marrying a little bit of hockey talk uh, with a little bit of discussion around what today means. And uh, we will tell you that the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. In the opening hour, we had from Project Reconciliation, Robert Morin on the show, longtime Edmonton-based businessman, uh, was involved with the Enoch Tomahawks all the way back to the days when Bill LaForge uh, coached the team. We got this text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Bob with a pair of pliers. I think I know who that is. Says, great interview, very respectful and informative. I was wondering today how I could learn more about the Indigenous situation in Canada, past and present, as well as what pathway could be possibly formed to move forward. Mr. Morin checked all of those boxes in that interview. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it was great having Robert on the show. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. We're going to head back to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement bet on it. I don't know if it's been officially put out with a tweet, but we are joined on the line by the captain of the Alberta Golden Bears hockey team. He's in his fourth year at the U of A, uh, at least fourth year on the ice at the U of A. He was a star defenseman for the Medicine Hat Tigers in the WHA, uh, WHL. We welcome to the show Clayton Kirichenko. Clayton, it's Bob. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. And I can honestly say this. Uh, I've probably seen you play about 40 times. In fact, I've seen you play three times. Well, I don't know if you played every game this year, but I've seen the Bears play uh, on three Friday nights already this year. But I've seen you a bunch of times over the last several years. I'm not surprised you ended up being uh, the captain for the Golden Bears. Just your thoughts on uh, on being selected captain for the upcoming season. Um, yeah, obviously, it's just an incredible honor. Um from previous captains that I've had in my first four years here, it's uh, 
to get it passed on to me is a, is a great honor, and I hope to carry on the uh, tradition. Yeah, uh, you know, look, they're going to have – you guys are going to be ranked – I'm on the top ten committee still all these years later. I haven't done a Bears game in, uh, since 07-08, Derek Ryan winning the University Cup that year with the Golden Bears. Uh, but uh, you will be ranked number one or number two in the country to stop to start there. That comes with the territory when you're part of that program, doesn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. I think um, it's kind of expected when you come into the program that uh, there's a winning tradition here, and that's kind of the attitude we carry each year, that it's win or nothing, and uh, that's where our goals are set at the start of each year, and that's what we try and attain. Bit of a medicine hat pipeline to the hockey club, isn't there, with the Golden Bears? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a connection there. Um, we, uh, I mean, Marks does a lot of our recruiting, but uh, a lot of it's word of mouth. Uh, through the players so I mean obviously just great guys in Med Hat so keep coming down the pipeline yeah Nick Schneider uh, is the new Golden Bears goaltender uh, you, you know you, you had Chad Butcher on the team he's left to go play minor pro uh, do you have any pro aspirations yourself uh, you know once this season you're going to be finishing up your fourth year is that something that would interest you uh, yeah absolutely um, that was my goal before uh, coming to the U of A, and that hasn't changed. I just I think the U of A is a great step towards that, and you're able to get your school at the same time. So that's been my plan all along. All right. Well, today is Canada's National Day for Truth and, and Reconciliation. Now, you are from Stolo First Nation. Where is that based? Uh, it's uh, Sumas in Abbotsford, British Columbia. Okay. Um, what like I know you're not a super political guy. But, you know, and I know you've started to, you know, do some Zoom conversations with some Indigenous kids, but what does a day like today, you know, is, is today awareness, is today, you know, is, is, it, is there a somber feel to it? Is there a positive feel because people are getting educated? How would, you know, how would you assess that from your perspective? Um, yeah, I think it, it's a great stepping stone in where society's heading. I, I think it's great for raising awareness and starting to build that knowledge um, and awareness around what happened in the past. Um, I mean, it's in the name, right? Truth and Reconciliation. So it's it's a great day for that, and hopefully people can take advantage of it and uh, look at the multiple resources out there and uh, ultimately just learn from it. In terms of your hockey playing, because uh, when we had uh, Robert Morn on, I mean, he said, "Look, Bob, I've I've dealt with racism at times, even here in Edmonton." Uh, he's, you know, like he's, I, I think, off the top of my head, I think Robert's in his late fifties. In your journey as a player, did you? Ex- and and I, I will say that it's been it's my belief that things have been considerably toned down on the ice from maybe what was said 35, 40, 45 years ago, but. Have you have you had to deal with any of that along the way, Clayton? Um, I've actually been pretty blessed in the fact that I haven't. Um, where I grew up in BC, um, they were very aware and very respectful of the Indigenous community. And then since moving to Edmonton and Alberta, uh, I've just been lucky to be blessed with uh, good support around me, great friends, family, and... Uh, ultimately great teammates so i actually haven't had to deal with any especially on the ice um 
which has been good because there's there's no room for that in our game. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, you have Josh Prokop on your team this year, uh, and his younger brother Luke. Uh, obviously, the you know first uh, drafted NHL player to to come out as openly gay, and I, I know for a fact no one is going to say anything to Luke on the ice this year when he returns to junior from Nashville. It's just it, it's just kind of a I mean, I, I, I got to tell you, I was I was at the game against Mount Royal, and I was a little bit surprised. There was a little chirping from their bench after the and they hey they won the game legit. You guys hit a couple crossbars, could have won. It was a preseason game. There was nothing racial, but they were chirping, and I was a little bit surprised by that because your generation of players are are very quiet and you know in, in sort of in comparison and, and contrasting to my recollection of stuff 25 30 35 years ago did you even notice a bit of a shift in terms of the deployment of certain terminology that was used on the ice from when you started your junior career even to now like it's it's way cleaner and there's just certain boundaries and certain things people cannot say any longer on the ice yeah no i uh, i totally agree um for the most part, in my experience, everything's been kept pretty clean as as long as uh, as far as racy stuff goes. So, um, I feel very blessed to have not experienced any of that. And even if it's not towards me or anything, like there's just no room for that in our game. So, I think it's definitely um, trending in that direction, and it's so it should. So it's a good thing. Clayton Karachenko is the Golden Bears captain this year. Uh, Stolo First Nation, and he joins us here on Oilers Now on Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Were you aware of, you know, did stories get passed down to you about some of the uh, injustices that occurred with the Indigenous community at the residential skills, uh, schools when you were growing up as a kid? Um, yeah, um, unfortunately, under the circumstances, uh, it's been passed down in my family. Um, I didn't get to know my grandfather because of them. He uh, he never came back the same from them. So um, it definitely runs in our family, and uh, I'm just lucky to have the support staff that I do and the, the family members that I do have. They've, uh, they've always done a great job of supporting me and um, st- sticking together. Uh, your teammates well aware of it? In terms, like, I mean, like, you're at a university. It's, it's in theory, it should be a liberal arts institution, which means you do get educated on the world and on different views on things. Uh, and do you find that they're 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 fairly aware as well? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, we have a very conscious group in our room, and um, everyone's aware of what the day means and what's gone on in the past, and. They're always very respectful about everything, so it's uh, it's good to see. Clayton, you're a leader on the Golden Bears. Is, should there be an expectation that you do some mentorship with younger Indigenous kids? I know you've started to. Uh, it, it's it's obviously tough in COVID to do something in person, but you know you're. I, I think what are you 25 right now? Have you started to to start to do talks and that sort of thing at all? Uh, sort of sharing your story with some of those kids. Yeah, it's, uh, it started last year actually uh, via Zoom, and I was luckily lucky enough to be um, surrounded by great people and actually Chief uh, Little Child as well, which is a great mentor to the Indigenous community. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I, I do feel a responsibility for sure. Um, whether it just be general talks, whether it be goal setting, um, just anything I can do to hopefully inspire the indigenous youth and, uh, just be an outlet for anyone. Well, little child, again, we mentioned this earlier in the show, and this was the term that was deployed at that time, the first status Indian in Alberta with a law degree. Uh, back in the 1970s, he played for Coach Drake. He's uh, shared his story on, on numerous occasions. We mentioned some of the other, there, there's been roughly 80 Indigenous players in the National Hockey League amongst the 7,000-plus players. Fred Sakamus was, was one of the first ones. He's received the Order of Canada, and he passed away. November of 2020. Uh, if you're of my vintage, Reggie Leach, the Riverton Rifle, was a, a legendary player. We're going to have Brian Trottier on the show on Monday. He's probably the the best Indigenous player in NHL history, though some fans of Carey Price or Theo Fleury might argue that. Did, did you have a, you know, I don't know who... I don't know if your idol growing up was an Indigenous player, but uh, when when you hear those names like Brian Trotchy and Carey Price, uh, even Ethan Bear currently, who you would have you would have played against them in the Western Hockey League, uh, you, you got to have respect for those guys' ability to to go on and, and soldier on and play in the National Hockey League. Yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, I think anytime you get a chance to see that, it's uh, it's something you can look up to and something you can learn from and everything that they've had to been or uh, go through in their stories so it's uh it's been amazing to see over the years especially jordan tutu more when i was younger and stuff so okay. it's, uh, it's been great yeah all right well best of luck this season with the golden bears uh we'll make sure uh we'll hook you up with Roos chris we'll probably send you stan marple's allotment too you can maybe take a few of the boys there so uh I'm sure you guys are going to have a real good season, and we'll we'll touch base down the road. All right, Clayton? Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. That is Clayton Kirishenko, and he uh, is the captain of the Alberta Golden Bears hockey team and uh, from Stolo First Nation. And it's in Brendan. That was, uh, we're just going to bring Brendan Escott back into the conversation. So he's pretty honest about it, that in terms of on the ice – and I and I this this does not surprise me. One guy who could probably attest to this would be Louis DeBrusque because Louis has um, as good of access as anybody because he's at ice level doing color during hockey games in normal times and pre-COVID times. But the language and the terminology has totally settled down, and I, and I think it was re- refreshing to hear in Clayton's case uh, that he hasn't put up with a lot of. Uh, verbal BS out there on the ice because we still know occasionally unfortunately I mean there was an incident in the Ukrainian Hockey League the other day uh, you know in, in involving a, a player of minority status it's completely unacceptable but I, I was pleased to hear that Clayton you know he understands the history of what occurred with his grandfather but also that he hasn't necessarily heard a lot of that sort of talk on the ice over the last several years I don't think that surprises you does it Brandon not at all and I think that it says something you know that we have made progress in the sense that it is very appalling and and you know it's such a provoking thing when something does happen like the Jalen Smerick incident for example it's a huge deal these days and it should be all right. Uh, this text comes in 
It says, Bob, it's awesome that Oilers Now is bringing the attention uh, to the issue today for Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, especially highlighting the connection of our favorite sport, hockey. There's a great book out there by Richard Wagamese called Indian Horse. It's about a First Nations man and his experience with residential schools in northern Ontario and the hockey skills that helped him race uh, rise through the ranks of hockey and eventually playing a few games with the Leafs. Fantastic book. And again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. And you know, it's, I mean, it's interesting. We had somebody text us, Bob, I grew up a New York Rangers fan and my favorite player was Chief Jim Nielsen. And they used to call him the Chief. And think of what Craig Berube, the Chief. How many players have been called the Chief over the years? And would, would that be considered a derogatory term? In terms of, uh, I think that some people might perceive it as well. That's that's you know, a, a generalization, and a, and it's. But I again, we're not seeing it as much certainly recently, and there are some very interesting individuals that have had some challenges along the way. Uh, I worked, Brendan. I worked the. Uh, it was then called the Royal Bank Cup, the RBC. Is it still the RBC? What's the Junior A Championship called now? It's just the National Junior A Championship. All right, it was the Royal Bank, and Terrence Tutu was a 20-year-old. Uh, we're going back, geez, it would have been 1999 or 2000, and I was working it for TSN, and we, we all know what ended up happening to Terrence and, and how it affected Jordan Tutu, and you heard Clayton Kirishenko mention, uh, you know, the impact uh, that, uh, you know, for him, Jordan Tutu, and, and reading his story, because the there was a book in... Uh, Theron, Theron Fleury's, uh, what was the book, Playing With Fire? Is that the name of Theron Fleury's book? Now, a lot of a lot of people left of center today hate Theron Fleury because he has strong center. Some would say far-right views on uh, political issues. But uh, for a generation of players that are maybe 28 to 32, Theron Fleury, I think it was, was it McClellan Day, Sarah McClellan Day that wrote that book? Um pretty sure that that was for, for a while the number one hockey book out there just in terms of all of the challenges that Theo Fleury had along the way. 121 in Edmonton. We're going to give you an Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And we are going to dip into our prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork when we return in Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 122 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. The Theron Fleury, Theo Fleury book written by Kirsty McClellan Day was playing with fire, and it uh, documented uh, Fleury, a Stanley Cup and Olympic gold medalist, uh, Stanley Cup champion dealing with drug and alcohol uh, addictions that ultimately ended his NHL career. Uh, There were some significant uh, allegations that were directed uh, the way of Graham James during that as well. And uh, Graham James, as we all know, was ultimately prosecuted and sentenced to jail. But they're in flurry, a Métis player as well. And and I know he was a Calgary Flame, and I know some of you don't like his politics today. Theo Fleury was a hell of a player. Brian Trache, though, probably the greatest Indigenous player of all time. Carey Price is going to be close. Well, he doesn't have how many does does Trache have five cups or six? Was he there? Jack Michaels will know. Um, I'm not sure he was there for both Pittsburgh uh, Stanley Cup championships. Obviously, won four in a row with the New York Islanders as well. All right, we're going to go into the Oilers now injury report. It is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We'll tell you this first of all. Uh, today was a CBA-mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. It's all part of uh, the New Age CBA that gives players basically one day off a week. There's some old schoolers right now that might have uh, even played the National Hockey League that would be shaking their head knowing that they probably had about five weeks of training camp before we got started on the regular season in the middle of October. Back of the day, and now guys get off days. It's crazy. Uh, so, to the injury report, Dmitry Samarukov is back skating. He's out early on the ice with Vincent DeHarnay at Rogers Place. He broke his jaw in a game against the, the Calgary Flames rookies. He's going to be out six weeks. Dylan Holloway, first-round draft choice, 2020, out after getting wrist-slash-scaphoid surgery. Uh, he's going to be out three to four months. Josh Archibald has an illness and is getting more tests. That does not bode well for him being in the active lineup when we start the regular season on the 13th of October. Duncan Keith expected after uh, quarantine to be uh, back in the Oilers mix no later than Saturday. I expect him to play. He won't play Saturday against the Winnipeg Jets, but the Oilers wrap up with Calgary on Monday, Vancouver Thursday, then in Vancouver Saturday. Would not surprise me if Duncan Keith played two or all three of those games. So, uh, Chris Russell is back skating with the team. Uh, He's probably going to get some games in late towards the end of preseason as well. Elsewhere around the National Hockey League, Here's Brendan Escott. Big loss for Detroit. Uh, Jakob Vrana will have shoulder surgery and miss four months after seeing a specialist. He was hurt just 10 minutes into the first practice of training camp. Yikes. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. As we go into the Oilers now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Now, as the year goes on, our focus will shift more to the upcoming 2022 NHL draft where Shane Wright is the prohibitive favorite to be the number one overall pick. But Oilers prospect today, Xavier Borgo, 
didn't have a bad showing, had a goal and assist in Calgary on Sunday night, played okay last night for the Oilers, was probably no worse than their second or third best forward. Fogel was their best. Uh, today, Xavier Borgo was returned to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League where he'll play for Schwinnigan, and he's going to try to play his way on to Canada's roster for the upcoming World Junior Championship, which I will remind you is in Edmonton. And that will take place in uh, December and in January. All right. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Vehicles are in short supply right now. Brentridge Ford in Wetaskiwin want you to know they got a full-size Ford Bronco in stock. If you call out, one of the boys will do a video for you. Even better, stop by Brentridge. You can see them for yourself. Brentridge Ford, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang, Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford Truck Authority on the Automotive Mile in Wetaskiwin. To our Ashley Fine Floors text line, get the new floors you've always wanted at Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And we've got a, a lot of uh, text right now, and you can get to us at any time. Um, Okay, uh, so this text comes in from Roland uh, regarding uh, Jim Nielsen, who passed away, in, I think, in the last calendar year, like the age of 80, uh, played for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, wrapped up his playing career for the Edmonton Oilers organization, and a longtime member of the New York Rangers. Jim Nielsen said in They Call Me Chief Warriors on the Ice, a 2008 book by Don Marks, on intending St. Patrick's Orphanage in Prince Albert. It was a good experience for me because that's where I was introduced to hockey. I don't know where I would have been if not for that orphanage. Uh, In terms of his Ranger teammates, that term was used, the chief, for the reverence of his leadership. That included uh, Bruce McGregor, who many of you would know served uh, a decade plus as the assistant general manager to the Edmonton Oilers under former Rangers teammate Glenn Sather. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Jack Michaels coming up from the Oilers Radio Network and NHL Hockey and Rogers when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.